Throughout this season, we're highlighting other indie Black podcasts telling our stories. Black Belt Voices shares the richness of Black Southern culture by telling stories from and about Black folks down South. You'll hear from the innovators, the disruptors, local legends, and -and up-and-comers. Listen and subscribe to Black Belt Voices on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Hey, welcome to You Had Me at Black. I'm Martina Abraham Zalunga. Today's story was recorded for one of our virtual kickbacks. Our kickbacks are live podcast and musical experiences with stories, DJ sets, and community, all from the comfort of your home, car, or wherever you want to tune in. If you missed our last one, be sure to join us on March 26th for our next one. Tickets go on sale March 8th. You can visit our website, youhadmeatblack.com, or follow us on social media for updates. Now let's get to the story. It comes from Carl. He wasn't looking for a relationship when his best friend set him up on a date, but by the end, he was. Here's what happened. Black girl magic and all that good shit. I am definitely a motherfucking mermaid. I took my shirt off. I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. But they start taking everything off. I was like, niggas don't skinny dip. Black women are healers and nobody can tell me any different. You're listening to You Had Me at Black. Y'all know there's like two different types of being single. There's like the I'm single. I want to be in a relationship. I want to meet somebody. And then there's like the don't mess with my peace single, like I'm good, I'm alone, I'm in my self-care. Like I was on the latter half, like I was good, yoga, meditation. I had done like 230 straight days on the Bible app, like I was good. I was home alone on a Friday night watching Hitch. And my boy hits me and he's like, hey, you know, um, I got somebody who wants to meet you. And I'm everything I'm thinking in my head, like, like, no, like, Carl, you're good. Like, you don't need anybody right now. You're on your self-care tip. Like, you're, like, you're good, you know? Um, so, of course, I hit him back. Like, um, I mean, what's her IG? I mean, I might as well see, <laughs> you know? Uh, so he shoots me her IG. And I, I just, you know, look at the first picture and... When I say she is so beautiful, like I start to question my boy in my head, like what picture of me did you show her to 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 think that this would actually, you know, be a thing? So, you know, I, I think about it in my head, I say, you know what? Let me just go ahead and shoot my shot. All right. So, you know, that first text you gotta send somebody, you only got one shot, right? You gotta be smooth. You gotta say something like witty and funny and it, like it, it gotta be like the the perfect the perfect first text and to describe me i am somewhere between russell wilson and steve urkel that's how awkward i am so it, 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 it was hard so the, the the text i came up with was hi my name is carl uh so that's 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 what i sent and she sent me back, hi, my her name. And I was like, okay, word, word, word. Hey! So we just start just 
texting about just like random stuff. And, you know, we, we get into the like movies and again, like I want to say something smooth. I want to say, you know, she asked me like, what's your favorite movie? I want to say bad boys, juice, belly, like something, right. To be a hundred percent completely honest. My favorite movie is devil wears Prada. It is an amazing, amazing movie. Meryl Streep. Anne Hathaway, that's a fantastic movie. I don't care who you are. You have seen Devil Wears Prada at least once. So I'm saying I have to be my authentic self. You know, I'm talking to God. God like if it doesn't work, I, I at least want to know that like I was myself the whole the whole way. I, granted, this is day one. I'm having all these conversations with myself <laughs> on day one. So, you know, I just say, hey, look, my, my favorite movie is a little weird is Devil Wears Prada. And you know, like when you're texting through iPhone, you get those three dots and it's like the most anxiety that you've ever had in your life. I'm like, well, this is about to be it, you know, about to get left on red, something. And she shoots back to me. Oh, my favorite movie is Devil Wears Pride. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So we're just like texting and vibing. I fall asleep, um, wake up the next morning. Um, I'm off with my friends. We go to Philadelphia. Uh, it's the Roots Picnic that day. So we all go to Roots Picnic. And you know, when you're at a festival, a concert, it's kind of hard to text throughout that. So me and uh, me and the girl, we didn't text a lot that day. But I was talking to my friends a lot about her. I was like, yo, I just met somebody. It's only been like eight hours. But like, she's she's different. I can't really explain it. But like, I, I really want to talk to her. So my friends are kind of convincing me, yo, just call her, just call her, just call her. I was like, I literally met her like a day ago. But like, you know, like, let me, let me call her. And then we, we, we kind of planned a little bit. All right, what time should I call her? Like, should I call her like 7, 7.30, like post-dinner, maybe like 8 o'clock. Maybe she got a bedtime. So I was like, all right, I'm going to call her like at 8.16. All right, that's perfect. Okay. So the next day comes Sunday. And I call her. And we had like a really good, like genuine conversation. And, you know, when I go to bed that night, I say, God, like, if this is supposed to be something, let it be true. 50 hours I've known this person. Uh, but something just feels like different in my bones. So I go to work the next morning. I'm a school psychologist. Um, I, I evaluate children who may have learning disabilities. That day, I didn't evaluate anybody. This girl was on my mind. Um, I hit my coworkers. My coworkers were like a little family. You know, you're working with kids. Your coworkers are like a family. Um, and I'm saying, like, y'all, like, I met this girl. Like, I, I got to take her out on a date. Like, I got to see her in person. Like, she, like, she is so beautiful. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't get it. Our conversations are like amazing. Like, I, I, I legit want to plan my last first date. Like, how can we do this? And they're like, um, we have kids upstairs that we need to see. And I'm like, look, y'all, the kids can wait right now, okay? The kids can wait. So we spent about six hours planning this date. We looked at different areas in Baltimore, looked at different areas in Washington, D.C., different areas in Virginia. And, you know, when we were talking on the phone, I noticed that she likes to read a lot. And she loves museums. And I, I, I know how to read. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm running with that. And there is a news-based museum in D.C. called the Museum. And also there was like um, a Shakespeare play in Baltimore. 
So after about three hours of deliberation, right, me and my friends came down to these two, these two potential dates. All right. And then we had like a little pro con list. All right. So if we go to DC, that means we can go to this restaurant, this and that. If we go to Baltimore, we can go to this restaurant. So one of my homegirls was like, Hey, how about you give her the option of both and then see what she wants from there? I was like, Hey, yo, that's, that's, you, you said something right now. All right. So mind you that now this is Monday. So I'm texting her all day Monday. Tuesday comes. I want to call her on Tuesday, but it's like the whole, you know, like pressure, like, oh, do I, I don't want to sound thirsty. I don't even know what thirsty is. Like, uh, like I don't know what it is. So I, I just, the, the nerves get me. I don't call her Tuesday. Wednesday, I'm like, all right, look, I'm like, I, I have to call her on Wednesday. So I call her on Wednesday. Again, we have a good conversation. But when it comes time to ask her out, I get, again, like Russell Wilson and Steve Urkel, I'm very awkward. So I just say something like, hey, would you like to accompany me to a a situation? (laughs) Oh, hey, I was like, you know, I have a place uh, in Baltimore. You know, uh, it's it's a Shakespeare company play. Um, Also, I I know you like books. You know, there's this museum in in D.C. So awkward. Like me asking her out on the date took took like three minutes just for me to get the question out. So she says, you know, hey, yeah, I, I would love to go. You know, I, I want to go to the uh, to the museum. I was like, okay, okay, thank you. You know, I think I said thank you at the end, which again sounds so weird. Uh, <laughs> so hung up that night, and they like, you know, after like you have a really good interview for a job, you hang up, you get a little dance in your room. I was really rocking, doing all this and that. I was like, okay, we good. So I hit my boys. I was like, all right, y'all. She said, yeah. So what we got to do is we got to plan my outfit next, okay? So I got these J's with these shoes. I got this fit, this and that. And I had these like purple limited edition New Balances. So I was like, all right, we're, we're going to go with this, okay? I got this purple shirt and I got a jean jacket because I figured the museum, it may be a little cold. So she might have to wear the jacket. See, I'm thinking about everything. Like me and my friends, we're like the LA Lakers right now. We are a well-oiled machine, all right? We're hitting all points. And I was like, all right, you know, we we decided to go around one o'clock around the afternoon. So I live about 36 minutes from D.C. One o'clock, that means there might be a little bit of traffic. So I should probably leave about 57 minutes to get there. Got to make sure I get there in time. So I got there about 15 minutes early and she was like 35 minutes late. Right. And then she's like, you know, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm late. This and that. And of course, like I've been here for a while, but of course it, it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. And you know, when she like first walked in, my adrenaline, my body got warm, all the anxiety flowed through. Again, I want to do something smooth, but I gave her this, you know, those awkward church hugs you, you give your aunt that you haven't seen in a while. Like that's, that's what it was. And next thing I know, we're off on the first date and how the museum is set up. There's like six floors, right? Um, and, you know, you kind of like, it's like a maze. You like, you work your way through each floor, you get to the top. So on the first floor, first exhibit, you know, I've been to a couple of museums before. People usually like, they'll, they'll look at a little exhibit and they'll walk their way through this and that. Now, this girl, like, she's so, like, she's just smart. She's very, very smart. We get to the first exhibit and she's literally reading every single thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to piece some of these words together. Okay, Berlin Wall. Okay, okay, okay. And like the conversation is just, it, it kind of, it, 
it's not like it was on the phone. I just get like so nervous. And then by the second floor, third floor, I get a little bit more comfortable. We're talking about the civil rights movement, things like that. By the time we get to the fourth floor, it's like the Barack Obama, you know, presidential floor. Like I'm, I'm telling my jokes now. I'm good. I had, I got to get in with the humor. I'm telling my jokes now. Like I'm good. We get to the fifth floor. It's like our conversations are just aligning. We figure out that like she works um, very close to where my parents live, and we like possibly ran into each other like a target didn't even know that we were around each other we find out that we've been around we've been in the same events at the same time the same weddings the same birthdays at the same time and never even said anything to each other like this girl has been a mile within my vicinity for years and i've never came past her and by the time i get to the sixth floor i've already planned our life out like we are having the best time in the world and then you know as we get to the end and then i slide in hey you know you want to get something to eat like there's an italian place across the street this this, this and that you know mind you six days before i even asked her i looked at the italian place i made sure there was beef options chicken options vegan options vegetarian i i damn near called the chef just to make sure that everything would be good to go so we go to the restaurant we have a good time, you know, and I'm, I'm still a little nervous, but like something in my body is telling me like, yo, like this, this could actually work, you know, like this could actually work out. And then I walk her back to her car and like, I'm, I'm like, at this point, like a little kid, you know, asking somebody out on their first date. And I'm like, I had a great time, you know, maybe, you know, um, I could escort you again to another endeavor if that's something that you may like kind of want to do. Um, that's again, Steve Urkel, like very awkward. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Word, word, word. So after that, get in the car, mission accomplished. I call my boys, call the homegirls. Like y'all, we did it. We won the championship. We good. Then after that, me and the girl, we went on another date and another date. And now she's been my girlfriend for almost three years. Um, and I, I say this story because whatever you do in life, whether it is a relationship, whether it's a job interview, whether it is going to go into home ownership, do it with incredible intention. Be intentional about the things you want in life, the passion that you have in life. You have a goal, you have a dream, you have to map it out. Once you map it out, there is nothing in this world that looks like you. That's my story. My story begins in September 2020. I'm months into the panty and Corona has taken a lot, including my energy, creativity, and sanity. One day I plopped down with my notebook, willing something, anything to come out. I've been saying that I wanted to write a book and since I can't really go anywhere, why not try now? But the page stays empty. My anxiety and loneliness seeps in, dimming whatever creative spark I may have had. My roommate Jasmine walks in and asks me to help her move some furniture. Where does she get the energy? I'm squatting to pick up the couch when she goes, Eh, you know you've been doodling in your notebook for hours. <laughs> Hardy har har, Jasmine. I tell her, look, honestly, it's a little scary how little creative energy I have. Jasmine nods. She's like, yeah, living through a pandemic will exhaust you. 
But it wasn't just that. The world has been on fire for months now, and I'm craving a way to express how that and everything makes me feel. The problem is, I don't know where to start. Jasmine gets this excited look on her face. I recently saw something that I wanted to sign up for. I think you should too. It's called the kinship. The what? The kinship, she says. You know the podcast you had me at Black? Yeah, well, their team created it. It's a digital community designed to nurture your inner creative and give you a creative outlet. They got workshops, creative sessions, virtual meetups, and creative prompts to get your creative juices flowing. It sounds dope as hell. Y'all, I run to my room. I'm signing up now, I shout behind me. Finally, some hope and some inspiration. Take it from me. You may be on lockdown, but your creativity doesn't have to be. Join the kinship at www.youhadmeatblack.com slash kinship. Thanks for listening to You Had Me At Black. If you like what you just heard, leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening right now. It helps more people find the show. We're a podcast, but also so much more. To join our community, The Kinship, or to attend our virtual live storytelling events and creative workshops, or to learn how you can partner with us, visit youhadmeatblack.com. You Had Me At Black is hosted and executive produced by me, Martina Abraham Zalunga. Brittany Abrahams produced this episode, and Claire Wiley helped put it together. Pastel Shade made it sound good, and Nalisa Zungu and Aneka Jackson held us all together.